We're up to the third shear. We're moving along. We're up to the fifth paragraph, the fifth chapter of Bavavi Mishkan Evne, understanding ourselves, understanding our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as we've been doing, and hopefully this has been working, is learning together for 25, 30 minutes, beginning to understand what our personal relationship with Hashem is all about. Just to go over before we move on, is that we've really been taught what we've been taught previously is that Torah and mitzvot is not about random gatherings of mitzvahs, although each mitzvah is very, very important, but the goal is to build our own personal structure, to build our own personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which led us on to the approach that this all needs to be internalized and to understand the proper frame of mind and not fall for the gaps in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Very often we define our relationship with Hashem as our weakness. This was the focus last week that we said. We can't focus on our weakness and like, oh, in this area, I'm constantly stumbling with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because that would be very sad. There's 613 different mitzvahs and various different ways to connect with the Rabbani Shalom. Why are we stuck in the, keep going back to the areas of weakness? We need to know what's our foundation, how to, how to build ourselves up. And it all starts from one place. And so far has been a cliffhanger. We are, not, we are not yet sure as to what our initial goal in building our relationship is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're up to the fifth chapter, the fifth part. What I'm going to ask everybody to do, okay, if you have an idea, and I've had many people come over to me in shul or call me up, I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be. This is the third class. We're going to, Hashem, we're going to get to it today. Um, uh, time permitting, it's in the seventh chapter. We're up to chapter five, six. Hopefully we'll get into seven. I'm just curious. Before we learn chapter seven, I'm curious to know if anybody can chat to me or, I don't know, text, leave a message somehow, what you think it is. What is the area of building our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the Bulvavi is going to say we all need to start with? What is the meat and potatoes of everything? I've, a lot of people have come up with ideas. I'd just be curious if people can chat to me what you think it is. Um, it would be interesting to go over it before we get to the actual answer. So here we go. I'm going to screen share chapter 5. I'm going to screen share chapter 5 over here. And here we go. We're going to start with a parable. We're going to start with an example. Nidain Mashal Ladavar. Let's give an example 
before we get to the ultimate message of why this is so important. Why is it so important that whatever this is, whatever Nakuda, whatever point this is, must be something that is constant rather than be something which is only a concept. Whatever this initial step is cannot be a concept. It must be something that is constant. Let's give an example. And I think many of us, I'm at least talking for myself, certainly fit into this parable very well. You have an experienced carpenter who takes a board and a saw and he gets to work. Keep in mind, each and every one of us are a carpenter. We're living in a world where we're given tools and utensils to work with. We know what we're doing. I know how to live. I've done this before. I know my pros. I know my cons, my strengths, my weaknesses. And I know what's going on. I know all about mitzvos. I know about Torah. I'm familiar with God. A carpenter has done this many, many, many times. But guess what? He picks up the saw and the board, ready to get to work. If at the time that the carpenter is actually working, his mind is elsewhere. He's out in, he's in outer space. And he's not focusing on his work. I'm an experienced, the guy's an experienced carpenter. He knows exactly how to hold a saw. He knows exactly how the board is supposed to be cut. But if at the time of the actual work, he's not thinking, there's a very good chance, the cut ain't going to come out like it's supposed to be. Or it's going to, the, the saw is going to uh, fall out of his hand. You're not going to get a good job done. Or even, God forbid, <laughs> worst case scenario, he chops off his hand. You're not looking. This is because when he picked up the saw, he, I know exactly how to do this. He decided, I've done this countless times. I've lived every day. I know what's happening. I know my schedule. Matachlisam, how to do this. What, the, what my goal over here is. I know exactly how to use the saw. When it comes to actually using the saw, all of a sudden, as soon as he picks up the saw, he starts daydreaming. He's not thinking anymore about how to use this. And he's thinking about something else completely. His mind is completely on something else. That is the parable. That's the parable over here to each and every one of us. You have a carpenter, does his thing all the time.
You have a carpenter that does his thing every day, all the time. He's got his schedule. He got his thing. That's us. Same day. I know how I wake up. I know what to do. I do this every day. Even if my day is full of mitzvahs, I wash, I say moda'ani, I wash my hands, I say the morning blessings, I start out connecting to Hashem, I try to get a little bit of Torah in, I smile at the person near me, I'm doing all this chesed and mitzvahs. It's amazing. But is my mind in it? Is my mind in it? It's like the carpenter. Sometimes, one of my favorite stories of all time is from, I believe it's said about the Satmar Rebbe of Yael, that there was a Batchin who, and I've said this parable many, many times, there was a Batchin, um, you, you call him a, a, a Hasidish comedian, who was known around the Hasidic world as having the best imitation of the Rebbe's davening. When the Rebbe davened, he would shriek and jump and bounce. This Badchen had the best imitation. Once the Rebbe came to a wedding where this Badchen was hired to entertain. And he had heard about this entertainer. So he sent the message to the Badchen, he wants to hear him imitate the Rebbe sends a message to the Batchen, I heard you're great at imitating me. Please, I want to see you imitate me. So this Hasidish Batchen is like, no, nothing doing. You know, I'm not doing this in front of the Rebbe. He's all embarrassed. So I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah, Michael, don't worry. You know, I forgive. It's right. Just... So the Batchen gets up on the table and he starts shrieking and davening and putting the pretentalis on his head. Perfect. Perfect. And the Rebbe starts bawling. The Rebbe starts crying. And he, the Batran stops right away. He feels terrible. He, you know, Mechila, please forgive me. He does what, he's like, he's falling apart. And that, he, you know, imitated the Rebbe. The Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's crying. And afterwards, he went over to ask forgiveness. And the Rebbe tells him, you don't have to ask me forgiveness. You just gave me the biggest Musr schmooze I've ever received in my life. The biggest lesson i ever received in my life, I just got from you. He says, well, who, what I do? I was just making funny. I was imitating, you know. So the Rebbe says, you did such a great job that when I watched you daven like me, I realized that very often when I daven, I'm imitating me too. Listen to what that is. When I daven, am I just imitating myself? I did this yesterday. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what, this is what a Jew does. This is what a Torah Jew does. This is what I do. I've worked on my midos. When we build up habits, good, healthy habits, there's another part of the avoda of our relationship with Hashem that unfortunately can be forgotten. When you get so good at something, you can forget what it's about. When a carpenter picks up 
a saw and a board. And he's not focused in on, the, on what needs to be done. He's bound to make mistakes. We can make those same mistakes. The same way the first time we do a mitzvah, we have all these all oh, grand ideas, and then all of a sudden we've done it a hundred times, so not as great anymore, right? We don't have that. We don't have that same feeling. So let's get to the parable, and we're closing in on our message. We're closing in on our message, and before I before we read the message, I'm going to read some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, takes on it. Okay, so here we go. Says the Bovavi, Heim heim advarim benimshel. This is the, this is the parable, what we're trying to uh, learn from here. Kfar omru chazal shaladayin liros asatz meikilu cherev chadu menachas lebetz being yirei chayzer. When a judge is sitting in a court, he's got to be very careful. You got to imagine a sword is between your thighs, meaning you got to you have to know the smallest mistake has tremendous consequences. Ukvar Omer Yusuf Salanter Zatzal and Rabbi Yusuf Salanter, the father of the Muslim movement, taught us, we are always the judge over ourselves. We're our greatest critic. Says Rabbi Yusuf Salanter, every single one of us is this carpenter. If God forbid we take our mind off of our purpose and goal in life, we're always in danger. Yes, we may be doing things right, but if our mind is not in the game, that's a risk. And it's also natural, by the way, because that's what habit does. Habit makes things too robotic, and it removes our mind from the game. Once we know and we make clear what our goal in life and our purpose actually is, it's got to be something Whatever this is has to be something that is not just a concept, but is constant. So that it keeps our mind in place. It keeps our mind constantly on the service of Hashem. It's not like, oh, I understand it, I get it, oh, I get my purpose. I write it down and I file it away. Yeah, once a year, I'll pull it out. I'll blow the dust off the top of my book, you know, in case it gets too dusty. Oh, yeah, I remember this concept. I once heard a share about it. Whatever this first step of Abuda is, needs to be something the same way a foundation of a building is constantly holding up the building. It has to be something that is constantly holding up every moment of our lives. It's got to be something that is so imprinted and involved that it's with us at every moment. Okay. Now, we're getting to what it is. We're about to find out what it is. Before, we see, we have what the Bovavi says. Let's learn what some people are expecting on the chat. So number one, we have, I'm going to do it without names. I'm not going to give names. Number one is that the foundation of everything is Amuna. 
Good take. Amuna is a large, all-encompassing concept. Okay. However, and Amuna is involved in all areas of our lives and overrides everything. But in Echanami, that is a very, uh, a, a very good approach to a uh, to a possible answer. What is a, another take over here? We've got starting with your strengths. Okay, instead of focusing on the weakness, what we need to do is focus on the strength. Now, the issue with that, only according to the last line that we said, is that it's got to be something that is with us every moment of our lives. Our strengths are not necessarily with us every moment of our lives. The next take was making Hashem's will my will, nullifying the ego. Okay? Making Hashem's will my will and nullifying the ego. That is another very good take. The question is, the question is whether it's possible to even know what Hashem's will is to start with it. To know what Hashem's zone is for me takes levels upon levels. So I think many of us, what we're focusing on over here is ultimate goals that happen at later, that can come across at later stages, but aren't necessarily something that need to be kept um, in the foundations. Some of these things are learned a little bit later, but they certainly are encompassed in the foundations. Making Hashem's will, my will, the Muna, focusing on our strengths, absolutely. Then we have mindfulness. Um, uh, that's another take to, obviously, based upon the approach that we've been having, is, is um, to keep your head in the game. Taka, don't forget that everything is there for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Another one here is the parable is what we experience with Shimon Esri every day. Absolutely. Um, happiness, acknowledging all the mitzvahs that we do each day, right? Okay. Now, initially what we said is this has to be something that comes even prior to mitzvahs. Another take was not focused and not immersing some, uh, ourselves in the present. Okay, that has to do with mindfulness. But again, yeah, absolutely. Like the, the issue that we're all having uh, at, all, at various stages, and this is very, very hard, is the issue of being present. That's, that's what, where the word mindfulness comes from. It's being mindful of where we are at this moment. Hashkacha Pratis is Hashem's constant involvement in helping each of us personally. So, okay, all very good takes. And some of these takes are actually going to, it's, none of it is how he forms the answer, but many of them are going to be included in his expression. And I think what he's doing is he may even just be enlarging some of what we're saying, not even saying different. He may be including some of our answers. So here we go. Here we go. Let's get to chapter 6. What is our tachlis? What is our goal in this world? What is What in fact is our purpose? Interestingly, we're in chapter 6. People know, but people don't know. Meaning, people hear about this all the time. You go to class, you get inspired, you read a book. Okay, oh, here's the goal. 
Here's the purpose. Ulam, however, be'emesi ain't any adua. People don't know. People don't know. Ki'ilu be'emes adam ha'yedei ha'yisai betzura nechayna. If, in truth, a person would know, if a person would really know something well and would really be connected to that information, everything would need to change. The way we talk would have to change. The way we vacation would have to change. The way that we do anything the way that we the way that we breathe, the way that we eat needs to change. What we're about to learn, if a person would put every ounce of of focus into this thing, and really want to live truthfully, he'd take a pen and paper right now. And you're going to write down what we're about to say. And you'll put these next words from the next chapter into your pocket. And every 15 minutes, approximately, boy, he's pretty confident about this. You take a, a, the paper out of your, your pocket. To remember, by our eyes, and you'll live by the next words. What is it already? What is it? Listen to this. Chapter 7. Here we go. What is our goal? What are we supposed to start with? What's our purpose? What is something that no matter what level a human being is on, we need to have this. You do him it's from the words of the Mesilas Yeshar, the great Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzate, the Ramchal, who writes, Ube'emes ki ashlomai so'amiti hu, rak hadveikus boi yisparach shemoi. Here's the words. The Mesilas Yesharim writes, You know what perfection is? Do you know what the first step that we all need to have in our Avodas Hashem is to be Dovuk, to cling to Hashem. And, th- and this is what David HaMalach writes in Tehillim, Va'ani, and for me, Kirvas Hashem Litoiv. Closeness to Hashem is good for me. Kilaimar meaning. Let's read this through and then we're going to discuss this. Kilaimar meaning. Im Adam writes Mahu Adam Shaling. If you want to know what is a complete person, Ma says, This is the best thing for me. This is what I need. If this is good for Dabra Malach, and he's writing this in Tehillim, that this is what we as Jews need. This is what we need. Va'ani kervas elaykim li toiv. These words, va'ani, this is the words to go in our pocket. And for me, kervas elaykim, to be close to Hashem is good. Shulchan shavur, if you have a broken table, nobody wants it. 
Kisei Shavur, a broken chair, nobody wants it. Mita Shavura, a broken bed, you can't sleep on it. Nobody wants it. Listen to this. How much more so? If I don't want a broken chair, a broken table, or a broken bed, I don't want to be a broken soul either. I want to be an Adam Ashali. I want to be a complete person. This is what David Amalekh is saying. We don't want broken things, and we don't want broken me either. If we're not connected to the Rabbi Nishalaylam, if we're not Davuk, that's the words. Amun is involved in this. Mindfulness is involved in this. Being involved, being in the moment, all of this is part of this. Kirvas Kim Litai. We're not complete without Hashem. I am broken. I am not complete without Hashem. And if I'm close to Hashem, if I'm Davuk to Hashem, if I have Hashem with me when I eat, I have Hashem with me when I breathe, I have Hashem with me when I walk, I have Hashem with me when I go to work, I have Hashem with me when I struggle through figuring out right from wrong. This devekas to Hashem is step one that takes us through everything. Devekas to Hashem. Va'ani, and for me, kervas alekim litayv. If we're not connected to Hashem, we are broken. The first thing is to become complete is to have Hashem with us. And interestingly, if I have a weakness and I sin, but I have Hashem with me. What does that do? It keeps me complete too. It keeps me complete. What the Bulvavi is recommending, step one of this Sefer, is to keep these words in our pocket. Va'ani and for me, kirvasa lekim litai. For me to cling to Hashem, to be connected to Hashem, is my good. That's my. That's what's good for me. You, if I want to know, if Menachem Tender wants to know what's good for me, to cling to Hashem. I have Hashem with me in everything that I'm doing. Let's keep reading this paragraph as he as he completes and finishes off this thought. Here we go. Maze Yehudi Shalem. What is a complete Jew? What is Yehudi Shalem? Shalai Chasalayadayim? A person who has hands is complete? Does that make me complete? What if a Jew doesn't have hands? Then they can't be complete? Shalai Chasalayadayim? I'm not missing my legs. Zuhi Shalemos Chitzainis. That is all external. Zuhi Shalemos Gufnis. That's just a physical thing. I ain't doing anything. Ulam Shlemus Amitis. What is real complete, completeness? Shlemus Nafshis. That is when my nefesh, my spirit, is complete. Shlemus Pnimis. When my insides are complete. 
who and that is Shlemus shall Kirvas Hashem. I can only be complete inside when I'm complete with Hashem. Adam Shakarev Lashem, a person who's close to God, a person who's close to Hashem. Like the Messias Yasharim writes, What is completion? What is completeness to be close to Hashem? And besides for this, anything else that people say is good is falsehood. It's a joke. It's nothing. It's vain. This is really all we have in life. All we have in life. The only thing that we take with us in this world. And as we move along in this Sefer, we're going to first start to understand Eilam Haba as well. It's going to be very, very interesting. We're going to start to understand what Eilam Haba is. Because now that we got here, this is huge. This is a very, very important concept. Not to dwell on it too much yet. But if our function in this world is to be close to Hashem, what we have to realize is this is also what happens in the next world. This world and the next world is consistent. Devekas to Hashem here is Devekas to Hashem there. And part of how he's going to build us up is to understand that the mo- in this world is the opportunity to work on the clinging to Hashem. And however much Devekas we can build in this world, that's what we're going to take with us to Elam That's our feeling of connection. There's going to be many, many people in the next world. Every Jew goes to Elam but how we connect to Hashem in the next world is in direct correlation to how connected we are to Hashem in this world. So he's going to build on this. But we have to realize that this concept is, a, is the long-term investment. This is really the concept of everything, of what, what, are, what we're expected to build upon as we're going through life over here. So let's keep reading and finishing off paragraph 7. Chapter 7. It's not only in the next world that a person clings to Hashem. In this world as well. The work of a person and our purpose is when I go to work, how can I connect my work to Hashem? How can I bring Hashem into my work? How can I bring Hashem into the way that I talk, the way that I walk, the way that I breathe, the way that I eat, the way that I react, the way that I act? Can I work? This is a, this is a lifelong avoda. This is not something that just happens. Many of us feel connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu right now. Guess what? I thought I loved my wife when I was engaged to her. I thought I was engaged. Yeah, I'm going to get you married. Oh, I love you so much. And you're married to somebody. 
And if the relationship keeps building, if a person zaycha that relationship, ten years later, thirty years later, forty years later, fifty years, a hundred years later, like I didn't even know you when we were engaged. I didn't even know you. I thought I was connected. I thought we were clinging, we were connected to each other. But over time, you're like, yeah, I didn't even know you. The deeper you go into a relationship, the longer we're in a relationship. The more we keep a relationship with us through thick and thin, the more of a relationship gets built up. So the clinging to Hashem, the dveikas to Hashem, is not something that any of us can claim to have right now. None of us can claim it. Say, oh, I know this. I know to be close to Hashem. No, we don't. Because if we don't work on this constantly to keep this in our pockets, we're never going to have the 15 years from now looking back and being like, wow, look where, <laughs> look where my relationship, look how connected I am to Hashem now. 15 years ago, I thought I was double to Hashem. Oh, this is amazing. I'm way beyond that. Six months later, a year later, 50 years later, no matter what it is. This dveikas to Hashem is the constant, this clinging and keeping Hashem with us is the constant that needs to be had. Here we go. Let's wrap up the, let's wrap up the paragraph. Korega verega. At every single moment. That a person does not cling. He does not cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That moment, if I don't think about Hashem, like the carpenter, if I'm not thinking about Hashem, I'm not complete at that moment. I'm not complete. I know about Hashem, but I'm not thinking about Hashem. I'm not clinging to Hashem. So I'm lacking this completeness, which is the vacus, which is the connection of, of between myself and HaKadosh Baruch. And this is the last paragraph that we'll learn for today. We'll hold it here as far as the actual reading is concerned.